And Alhamdulillah, Sumal, Alhamdulillah. I can tell you on medical files, I've got a surprise for your people. Surprise is something that you like, and maybe he'll be talking your language. He'll walk the talk uh, this uh, afternoon, uh, this morning on a medical talk. And he's uh, none other than our very own, the herbalist. He's an alternative uh, medicine practitioner. He's also a world renowned broadcaster, talk show host, and so forth. Let's welcome our very own uh, Yusuf Mali with a hearty. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And Ramadan Karim also to you, Yusuf. How are you doing? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is ikas wonderlik, ik voel wonderlik, it is wonderlik, it is a wonderlik man. Alhamdulillah, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem to each and everyone, to all the listeners of Markaz Sahaba, subhanallah. It's but only a beautiful day thus far and uh, subhanallah counting off the days we in the last 10 days of this beautiful month of ramadan so it's reflection upon ourselves how how have we conditioned our minds our hearts and now let's focus on our body so inshallah yeah, we'll be focusing on that absolutely brilliant and before we get into the body mind and soul i want to know from you yusuf have you ever uh, sat for ethica Subhanallah, yes, many moons ago. I haven't done it. I haven't done justice uh, um, now recently. Um, uh, Subhanallah, I think the, the, my bed calls me, and uh, because of my, uh, uh, after my severe accident that I had, I cannot sit well. Um, so uh, I have a problem with my sciatic nerve because my sciatic nerve is damaged. So I cannot sit well. So I have to sit in a chair. Um, uh, 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 it's much more better than the wheelchair that I was in for many years. So Alhamdulillah, um, uh, uh, I, uh, I would say is I'm able to go to masjid and go and perform my salah and everything. But uh, to, for itikaf, uh, I would have loved to have done it again. But unfortunately, no. What are some moments uh, that you can share with us? Uh, you know, in your itikaf, I remember doing it as a young lad. Uh, Alhamdulillah, I shared the experience with the listeners of uh, Marcus Sahaba on many occasions. But uh, about you, Farouk, when you sat for itikaf, what were those uh, some of the uh, beautiful moments uh, that you had? Subhanallah, just uh, 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 the quiet, the peace, the serenity of uh, being in the masjid. Um, you do have other musallis that's also busy, but each one doing his own thing. Um, literally, uh, oh, there is also times when we listen to the bayan. There's also times when we uh, do make uh, that extra uh, uh, salatul layl together. But the, uh, the itikaf is like literally that serenity and your moment with Allah. Uh, you cannot uh, divorce yourself from anything else, but just looking at uh, focusing on Allah. Because everything else is like, uh, um, not important. It's unimportant. Um, so when you uh, at that moment in time when you in itikaf, you feel that serenity, that closeness to Allah, because he, every wake, every moment, you are uh, in that pristine, how um, say, spirituality. We, uh, or should I say, the heightened spirituality because of the day of fasting and now leading up to the night, and you know the nights are so blessed and, and so wonderful. Uh, you want to grasp every second, every minute of the time. So we're at home. You, the bed calls you. You, uh, you wake up when you know it's a uh, seri, uh, uh, and then you wake up again. Uh, okay, uh, you fall, literally fall asleep again. But when you in that moment in itikaf. You literally, you feel each and every moment, waking moment, you want to embrace that spirituality. And that's so beautiful about it. 
Yaakov. It's it's completely different um, to uh, understanding anything else because that moment is special, Uncle Shafan. Mm. I think each individual will find a different moment, and uh, you know when it's getting away far from the maddening crowd and getting into that zone. It's me time. That's that's what you call me time. That's real me time and me spiritual time. Me and my Creator, nothing else. And it's all about Allah, Allah, Allah. Moving on, uh, yeah, Yusuf. Our topic. Uh, you know, we have many uh, maybe uh, questions coming through for you, and uh, these were you know from uh, previous uh, shows also. But uh, you know, I uh, we advertised you uh, uh, this week, and uh, Alhamdulillah, a lot of uh, questions also came through there, and. Uh, well, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the spiritual benefits of Ramadan, what it does to you, uh, you know, the different types of uh, products that you imbibe, how it will react and what it will do and so forth and so forth. But as the conversation continues, uh, Yusuf and I will be, uh, you know, interrogating those issues. And, uh, you know, we used to talk about the health and you talk about the spiritual benefits of uh, Ramadan. I mean, uh, we, we just touched a little on and that. But the health benefits of fasting during uh, Ramadan, you know, that definitely panel beats you into shape, uh, Farooq. I mean, uh, um, you're Yusuf. I mean, I'm so used to I just spoke to Farooq uh, <laughs> just, uh, this morning. Uh, you're Yusuf. Um, Uncle Shafan, we put it like this. Uh, besides, besides the heightened spirituality of Ramadan, um, when you look at the fast, uh, you see uh, the minute you fast, you allow your body to uh, rejuvenate itself. It detoxes you much more faster than taking any other chemicals or any other uh, uh, complements or supplements. Uh, the minute you are fasting, you are looking at the natural way. There is no better means of detoxing than detoxing by fasting. And the, spirit, and the spiritual inclination and the spiritual reward, subhanAllah, it's overwhelming. So when we look at uh, fasting, besides the spiritual benefit that we receive, because we are doing it, Allah tawakkallah. We're only doing it for Allah. No, nothing else. Not for the detox. Not for the cleansing. We're doing it for Allah. But the benefit that we're getting is the cleansing. Just think of it. When we try to fast any other time of the year, and we do not say that near, we get hungry during the day. So immediately we know that when we are fasting, we are doing it for Allah's sake, but at the same time, that dua that you make, that niyyah that you make uh, when you start the fasting, nawaitu and so mahadin, you are speaking to Allah, you're asking Allah to help you in this moment in time. So subhanAllah, that spiritual upliftment, that spiritual uh, uh, unity that you feel towards Allah, subhanAllah, that immediately makes your body heightened. It heightens your body's um, uh, ability to produce more endorphins, more adrenaline than normal. So you overcome that hunger pains, you overcome that, that uh, how can I say, that the, 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 the cravings that you normally have that would actually uh, uh, hurt you and would, you would feel it uh, within a matter of hours. No, I need to take something. And uh, I, I'm thirsty. I need to drink something. But when it comes to Ramadan and you, ha and you said that near, Subhanallah, uh, it comes to Maghrib. Oh, was I fasting? Subhanallah, for the first two, three, four, five days, you literally you don't feel it. 
uh, only comes the second week. Then it starts knocking on and saying, um, you are fasting. He said, yes, I'm fasting, but I've endured one week. So what's the second week? Uh, you do the third week. Say, Alhamdulillah, I've managed the, to finish the, uh, uh, the half of the month. And subhanAllah, I can see I've lost so much weight. Um, it, uh, it's actually a wonderful opportunity and detox that I'm going through, but at the same time, you feel that spirituality, that connectedness, and the benefit is the detox. Now, when you look at the detox, subhanAllah, you allow each and every organ to uh, produce at optimum, where it used to be overindulging, um, you then, form, uh, then you develop organ acidosis or organ damage because you overdid what you're supposed to. And look at, uh, look at the beauty also. When uh, uh, we are fasting, uh, we reduce the indulgence. Now, when we overindulge, uh, I'm, I'm sure many of us don't have a, a 100% pure organic um, diet, meaning our eating habits is uh, correct, 100%. Now, we do indulge sometimes with a little bit of extra. and But when it comes to Ramadan, literally, you can only eat what you can at night. And now, when your, uh, your tummy has shrunk, um, you also reduce the amount that you can eat. So immediately, those all extra benefits, by the time you come to the, the end of Ramadan, you say, why did it end? Why did it stop? I'm, I feel so much more wonderful. I've lost 10 kilos. I'm, I lost 20 kilos in the month of Ramadan. And all I did was just perform the duty that I must. SubhanAllah. Once you start seeing all those benefits, that extra that you get is the weight loss. That extra benefit that you get. But a lot of people saying, but I don't uh, uh, lose weight in Ramadan. I pick up weight because when, I, when it comes to the evening, all I want to do is just eat. SubhanAllah, that is another topic on its own. But what's your thoughts, Uncle Shafan? Uncle Shafan? SubhanAllah. Okay. Yeah, now, Yusuf, I'm around. Yeah, I'm back again. I think my mute has been playing uh, games with me, uh, Yusuf. Uh, I really enjoyed your, your input there again, you know, and I think the, the, the important line to use here is the word mizan, to have that balance between, you know, because physically and spiritually, if you got a mizan, then you in in, in, in a very good space, uh, Yusuf. Subhanallah, that is important. That is what our Nabi Sallallahu preached to us. And when we embrace that in entirety, the, the entirety of our Nabi Sallallahu message is to take everything in moderation. The right word is moderation, not just balance, it's moderation. You see, uh, you, uh, we can say I've balanced uh, the water intake, mm. I've balanced my food intake. But when you look at moderation, you're looking at something completely different because you are eating moderately, not in balance, but in moderation. You know that, okay, if I have um, three dates in the morning and I have, again, uh, four dates in the evening, uh, I have my seven dates, alhamdulillah. But at that same time, you're saying, for that day, I had seven dates. 
that benefits is so wonderful, subhanAllah, because you have, when you look at uh, dates alone, the properties that it possesses, subhanAllah, it's off the charts. From magnesium, potassium, it has your amino acids, it has all the fibers that is necessary for the body, that the body needs. So it is literally, you're feeding the body the right amount. But now when you're saying, I take a balance, so now I take uh, uh, five or ten um, dates in the morning, and then I take again ten at night because I feel that energy but now you're overindulging so you ha- you're taking too much and now you're boosting your sugar your sugar levels then increases and now uh, that again affects your if you have diabetes if you're diabetic so it affects you again so you, when you look at moderation you're automatically feeding the body what it needs and what it deserves and not more so moderation is very important so when you are the, therefore the Nabi Sallallahu uh, take everything in moderation so you uh, how you breathe also in moderation what you consume in moderation what you drink in moderation so when you fill up your belly alhamdulillah and you did it in moderation subhanallah your body your body will be running at optimum but now when it is overindulged now your body has to suffer uh, to try and overcome the stress of too much eating so that causes stress on the body so thinking of all the that what you have done to the body uh, that's also now uh, a problem why because our our body is a gift it was given to us as a amana we must respect it we must love it we must we must show appreciation to allah not by overindulging, but also eating right what it's supposed to, looking at organic, looking at healthy, looking at what is important for the body. We know our, subhanAllah, our curries is nice, we enjoy that, we love our bajiyas, we enjoy our samosas, but subhanAllah, our body knows what is important and what isn't. The samosa, the bajia, uh, the, the sister, the cook sisters, subhanAllah, that is not necessary. Our body doesn't deserve that. Our body don't need that. But because it's in our mindset, it's in our makeup already that, okay, I, uh, when I'm hungry, I eat that and I'm full. But does it really benefit the body? No, it doesn't. Uh, it, uh, it benefits the body by making you full, your tummy full. But it, uh, it stays, that fiber stays in the body and that uh, fibers which is polysaturated, uh, which then um, ferments in our body. And that fermentation over time can lead to cancer. That fermentation can lead to various other um, stomach ailments and diseases, which you, it wasn't in your, uh, in your makeup before, but because we overindulged. So therefore, looking at moderation, even if we have our samosas, have it in moderation. Have your two or three, and that is sufficient. But unfortunately, when we come to the iftar table, we say, subhanAllah, uh, my, my my darling wife, you made a lovely bowl of samosas, and I finished it. It was all lovely. SubhanAllah, everything in moderation. Uncle Shafat? You know, uh, the, 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 the balance came into the Mizan uh, thought uh, came in, because, you know, when you generally talk, and the uh, GP will tell you, ah, oh, but you have an imbalance and uh, this is the problem and that is the problem. Uh, okay, moderation, absolutely. Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu said one-third food, one-third water, and one-third air. You know, you go, you in ship shape. But uh, when they say, or when, uh, you know, uh, you've been, when someone talks to you, there's an imbalance in your body. What are they talking about, uh, uh, Yusuf? 
Subhanallah. Well, when you look at imbalance, there's various types of imbalances. You get a chemical imbalance um, that is either the chemical, your chemical makeup isn't running correctly. Um, so it could be that uh, you have either uh, organ damage, um, you are secreting too much of a certain chemical, uh, which is too little or too much. Um, it could be your adrenaline. Uh, just remember, our body is a machine first. First of all, we need to understand our body is a machine. The machine that Allah has given us runs on energy. The energy that we need to give it is glucose. But uh, now uh, we have the best understanding. If we just give our body glucose, then uh, that is sufficient. No, our body needs nutrition plus the glucose. So besides everything that we eat, turns into glucose. So um, if we eat uh, bread, if we eat uh, biryani, if we have um, tikka chicken, we have uh, whatever it is, it will eventually become glucose because our body processes those foods and it burns it and it uh, and turns it into glucose, which is energy that each and every cell of our body needs. So, but now besides the energy that it's uh, producing, it also has uh, the byproducts, which is your amino acids, can be um, a variety from your thyroid, you can suffer from hyperthyroidism. So uh, when you look at uh, your hormonal imbalances, that's also to do either with deficiencies or to do with um, uh, genetics. So either you have a genetic flaw or you have um, yeah, uh, deficiencies according to your diet. If your diet is incorrect, you, uh, you can uh, actually uh, feed the problem instead of rectifying the problem. So very importantly is your diet. If your diet is wrong, then inevitably you're feeding a disease. So eat correctly, you start rectifying a problem or you're rectifying uh, a disease or rectifying wh uh, where there is a problem. So that's where I come in with my treatment. So when with my treatment, alhamdulillah, I have to help hundreds and thousands of people with various different uh, deficiencies, diseases, ailments, conditions. Because when I adv uh, advocate and when I uh, educate them on eating correctly, they understood much more better that what they were doing was uh, in service to their body a disservice to the body. So when you do that disservice, the, you develop deficiencies. So it's very important that we eat correctly. Now, um, besides the chemical imbalance, besides the hormonal imbalance, now we also have is also the eating imbalances that we also have in our body. Now the eating imbalances, now that causes then stomach-related ailments and stomach-related uh, diseases. Uh, do know that your stomach is filled with heptrillion amounts of bacteria. So you have your good bacteria, you have your bad bacteria. So that if there's an imbalance in your bacterial makeup, automatically you start developing stomach ailments, stomach diseases from colitis, gastritis, bloatedness, all those things is all related to the bacterial imbalances that we have in our body. So it's very important to differentiate what type of imbalance you have in your system. Um, then you'll be able to rectify it through organic means and also looking at changing your lifestyle and eating correctly. Uncle Shafa? Absolutely brilliant there, Yusuf. And as you said, your lifestyle, you have to eat properly. And it's all given to us in the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We need people uh, like uh, Yusuf Mali to just panel beat you into action. And uh, yes, I'm looking at a 
question. He says, Mashallah, uh, good to hear. Brother Yusuf Mali on Marqa Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. It says, uh, scholars say that our Prophet loved porridge. What type of porridge is this? You know what? I'm interested too. I heard about this. Uh, I don't know the ladies buy this quite often. What they call it? Nabi, uh, no, Nabi, sir. I don't know if I got the name right. Oh, Taliba, what is it? Yeah, I mean, talk to us about it. Talk to us. Well, subhanAllah, when you look at Tibbin Nabawi, we're talking about the fruits and uh, the recommendations by our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those uh, uh, ingredients, those fruits and vegetables that is loved by the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's called Tibbin Nabawi. So it's recommended. So you have from your kalunji to your pomegranate to your, your wheat, your oats, your, your barley, because that's also mentioned in the Quran. So when you're looking at uh, the right type of pori, you're looking at uh, porridge with wheat, uh, porridge with uh, oats or with barley. I would recommend wheat highly uh, because with uh, with wheat, uh, you also have the right fibers to help with uh, tummy-related ailments. So you have a good bowel movement. Uh, bowel movement is very important, especially uh, if you are suffering from constipation or if you have uh, bloatedness or you're suffering from uh, tummy uh, ailments from acid reflux up to colitis gastritis uh, you're suffering from any of those um, side effects or um, tummy related ailments fiber is very important that's where wheat comes in you get that from oats and barley as well but oats um, I mean, wheat is very important to help with bowel movement. When you look at barley, it helps again with uh, um, regulating your sugars. So um, it uh, it reduces um, and also assists with the production of insulin in the body and also helps with the uh, regulation of uh, uh, sugar, blood sugars. So automatically, it helps you with your diabetes. So people who are suffering from diabetes and that or is very good to be using barley. Barley. Now, oats also have the same um, uh, benefit, which is also to do with barley, uh, with uh, diabetes and with sugar production. But oats also has an um, extra benefit of that just for muscle development. So you're looking at why is it mentioned in the Quran? Because Allah knows what is important to us. It's mentioned in the Quran because that was given to the Anbiya before our beloved Nabi Muhammad Wasallam when Musa, uh, when the Israelites were looking for the right type of foods and what foods would be abundant. Now, when we go to the the, uh, the, the beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu recommendations of the various fruits and vegetables, we look at like, for example, pomegranate, we look at the bok, we look at uh, the olive, we look at um, uh, uh, those uh, wonderful uh, foods that our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu recommend. And uh, when we go into the history and we go into the dimensions of understanding why are those fruits so respected, we find out that um, that many of those fruits have a long lifespan. You're looking at the the weakest uh, uh, lifespan is, uh, is at a pomegranate and the date, uh, 150 to 125 years of existence. So uh, the time that you plant it uh, till the time that it can no longer be fruit is about 100 to 125. So too is the grape. But when you look at some uh, some of uh, the fruits that's also mentioned in the Quran, you're looking at uh, uh, it has a lifespan of over 
500 years and the olive over 2,000 years. That's a lifespan it can bear fruit. So subhanAllah, when you consume fruit that have that life expectancy, what does that do to your life? What does that do to you? Compared to the fruits that your everyday fruits, like your cruciferous fruits, your, your, your lettuce, your cabbages, your cucumbers, that have a short lifespan. So that can replenish our uh, uh, the waters in our body well, but it doesn't give us the longevity of uh, feeding the body for a longer period of time. So when it's mentioned in the uh, Quran, the oats, the barley, the fig, the olive, the um, uh, and also the pomegranate and the date, it's there for a reason. It's there to educate us that we are eating foods that of for longevity that will feed our body and uh, sustainably over a longer period of time compared to the fruits that have a short uh, shelf life, a short lifespan. So it can only feed us before it becomes fermented. Uh, whereas the others, subhanAllah, it is there for a reason, subhanAllah. So um, looking at the, the understanding the medicine of our beloved Muhammad وسلم, in Tibb al-Nabawi, you educated and understand the beauty that Allah has blessed this dunya with. And it's for us to look at it and embrace the, uh, the, 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 the true nature of the pharmacy Allah has left us with. Uncle Shafa? Mm, ab- absolutely fascinating. I can uh, I can taste each uh, seed of that uh, pomegranate. I can see the redness. I can feel it, the texture. And it's also so good for digestion. I mean, because you eat it, you don't only suck that. You you you, you, you eat the whole fruit uh, beside the peel. SubhanAllah. It's good that you mentioned the peel as well. We put it like this. Um, it's been said by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu eat a pomegranate because its grain cleanses your heart and removes the devil from the body for 40 days. So subhanAllah. So if you have the, uh, a pomegranate at the beginning of Ramadan, you know your Ramadan is uh, cleansed from all shaitan. So there's no gremlins that can disturb our recordings if we have a pomegranate uh, at least once for the month of, before Ramadan and for the, during the month of Ramadan. Now, besides that, you look at uh, the benefits. You have the antioxidants, the vitamin C. It also helps prevent cancer. It helps with uh, Alzheimer or dementia. Uh, uh, dementia. It helps with digestion. It has an anti-inflammatory response and it also helps the heart that you asked me. So when you look at that fruit, it's, uh, the, the, it's a fruit of Jannah. And each pip uh, of it is from the garden of Jannah. That is what's also being recorded by the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, when you mention the skin, that's what I also tell people, that they don't know that the benefit is not only in the seed, but the protection of the seed, which is the sheath, which is the covering, which is the cloth that covers it, which is the skin of the pomegranate, is extremely good for diabetes. It's extremely good for as an anti-inflammatory to help with pains in the body. So don't only use the pups and throw the skin away. You're actually throwing the... The, the how can I say the extreme benefit of the pomegranate because that is the thing that protects that beauty that's found inside that's the pup that is a, can be our protection from various elements in our body so don't throw away the skin of the pomegranate in other words uh, you know you take the skin now what do you do you 
put in the blender you, and make it into a pulp. There we go. But then you add now your date to it, you add some honey to it, you make it a bit sweeter because it is very dry. Um, it does have a dry taste to it. And that's part of the benefit because it's there to, um, uh, especially when you are taking it with your date and your honey, because date and honey is very sweet. So you need something dry. That's why the pomegranate, if you take the entire pomegranate with the skin and you throw it in and you add it, now you use it uh, over, your, uh, over your porridge, which is your barley or your oats or your wheat. I would recommend the wheat. So look at the, the, the porridge that I love uh, taking every morning and it's really beneficial. Official uh, is your pronutro, but look for the pronutro with wheat or should I say organic wheat. You do have that. It's actually even much more cheaper than the rest. Uh, I don't uh, recommend the rest. Uh, look for the porridge with the wheat. And then you add over it, your sprinkle, your um, uh, uh, that mix that you have made in your blender, which is a whole pomegranate, at least seven dates in it. And uh, you have um, uh, three tablespoons of honey. You blend it well, then you use that a tablespoon of that. You put, uh, you add it to your um, your porridge. There you have all your energy. You have uh, you, your supplement to help you reduce your the, the the sugar and regulate the sugar. Perfect mix for the morning. That is your breakfast. Subhanallah. Isn't that wonderful, Uncle Shafa? I tell you, it's uh, absolutely brilliant. So it keeps well in a jar and a big jar bottle. Yes, a uh, uh, glass jar. Always try to, uh, uh, to preserve items in a glass jar. The plastic jar does work. I'm not. I'm not denying the fact that. Uh, you, but you must look for BP, BPA-free um, uh, um, plastics because those uh, plastics, uh, if it's not BPA-friendly, I would recommend. Uh, um, I don't know if I can say the name. Uh, the Tupperware brand. It's a Tupperware. So Tupperware doesn't have that uh, leakage of uh, uh, plastic into your foods uh, that plastics can be dangerous also that also uh, related to carcinogens and uh, can also especially if you're uh, prone or you have a genetic um, deficiency of, uh, which is promoting cancer like either parents or uncles or family that have cancer if you eat foods if you eat items that have plastic in it uh, for example margarine Get away from it. The Marvello, it's margarine. Don't touch it. It's plastic. Uh, you are suffocating the organs. You're suffocating yourself. So uh, try and go for pure butter, pure ghee. Brilliant. There's uh, there's nothing better than that. Uh, Absolutely brilliant there. And I'm uh, really enjoying this conversation uh, with you, uh, Yusuf Mahdi. Allah bless you. Uh, this yeah. question from Muhammad. He says, uh, the Kulunji seed market has been uh, saturated. There are dangers of uh, fake products. How do we identify them? I've heard this. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's a, a flood and uh, there's so much on the market. Sometimes you pick them up and they look like there's tiny plastic pellets. And I say, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Yusuf, perhaps you could tell us more. Subhanallah. I would tell people, make their own black seed, uh, black seed oil. The thing is, make sure that you use um, virgin olive oil. Um, uh, do it yourself. Uh, many a times when we do buy it, um, it comes either tainted. Uh, it's either uh, because it's mass produced, <coughs> because it's mass produced, you do have a taint in it. And that means it is not pure. It's not 
um, 100% pure. Now, even though we look at the benefits, Alhamdulillah, our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu said there for every uh, cure, uh, I mean for every illness there is a cure and Kalunji is one of that except death. Now, when you look at the benefits of uh, um, Kalunji from uh, working as a, uh, as a painkiller, as an anti-inflammatory, as an antibacterial, it works for ulcers, it uh, helps with fungal infections, uh, it helps with uh, people who have high blood, low blood, it helps with as an antioxidant, it has an uh, antispasmodic, it has a variety of benefits, but if you overdo it, you does cause, it does cause severe side effects. So you need to know the right amount to use because if you overindulge, you can, especially if you rub it on your skin, it can cause dermatitis or skin irritation, apply topically. If you're taking large doses and you're drinking, it can be harmful to your liver and your kidneys, so it can cause um, kidney damage and liver damage. It can also cause um, uh, uh, slow blood clotting, so it increases the risk of bleeding. So you can bleed out if you drink too much Kalunji. So you need to look at moderation. We come back to that word moderation because finding that balance of eating healthy is about moderation. So when we look at um, Kalunji, yes, it has benefit. It has beautiful benefit. But uh, our, our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu used to say 21, um, 21 seeds that is that should be taken for the day. That is according to your recommendation by our beloved. So having uh, taken Kalunji seed uh, oil, immediately you have surpassed the 21 because oil, depending on if you're going to use a half a teaspoon or a full teaspoon, a quarter teaspoon already is more than 21. So if you're taking more than a half a teaspoon, now you're overindulging in it. So it can be detrimental to your organs, detrimental to your health. So uh, finding that balance is very important. So when you're making it yourself, you then know that how much seeds do I throw in per milliliter, sorry for that, per milliliter, then you'll be able to understand exactly how much you need to make for yourself. But now you're putting the trust in somebody else that has made it and it can be detrimental to your health. So looking at the, the, uh, the method of way of making it, um, it's very simple. If you, if you understand uh, uh, the, the dynamics of uh, the um, production of, of uh, a black seed oil, like I said, it's 21 seeds and that will be a, according to one tablespoon. So if you use that in that uh, method and formula, you can either make small tinctures of it and you're saying that will be my daily intake and I will make it every day and you can do that uh, and have a half a teaspoon in the morning and a half a teaspoon at night and alhamdulillah that's you have done it so it all depends on how you see it but if you feel that okay that's too much of a mathematical quandary for me to uh, look at a teaspoon and uh, uh, 21 uh, seeds now uh, it's, it's confusing let me just buy the product well you can but then i would say is a drink as uh, or uh, consume as little as possible, a quarter teaspoon in the morning and a quarter uh, in the evening, and that is sufficient. Uncle Shafat? Well, Yusuf, I can see you in your laboratory working out the concoction. And uh, you know, the point to make here is when people are buying uh, Lungi seeds, and you know, they very important to go to a reputable person that you know. Uh, 
that will sell you genuine stuff. How can you make out that that stuff that you're buying is genuine? Uncle Shafa, let me put it like this. It's really difficult because today's crook can do so much of wonder. Let me put it like this. Uh, you're in Cape Town. I wouldn't, uh, uh, before I get to the Kalunji, uh, I'll give you an example. Here in Cape Town, I was one day sitting um, at a retailer um, and selling my herbs. When um, somebody came to me and they said, uh, Uncle, do you want to sell my honey? I said, uh, tell me what harvest is it? Where is it? Uh, tell me more about it. Uncle, don't worry about all that other uh, things, Uncle. Uh, I've got a very good honey. I said, but now I need to know which farm it came from, which harvest it is. Uh, tell me what kind of um, uh, uh, tincture is it? Uh, what kind of uh, uh, breeding is it? Uh, give me more information about it. He said, uncle, we make the honey. We can supply you any honey amount you want. We just take the vinegar and we take the sugar and we make you honey. I said, subhanAllah, uh, just go away. I, I'm not interested. So just looking, and when you look at that honey that they've made, that they've made, not uh, that the bee've made, but they've made, it looks the same. It looks like syrup. And the only thing is, is because it's so high in uh, sugar, uh, in glucose, it will spike your, diabetes, uh, uh, your, your, your diabetes. So if you're suffering from diabetes and you're taking supposed to be pure um, organic honey but it's literally isn't because they've made it so they can sell the honey for 40 rand uh, 70 rand 80 rand and they're saying uh, this is uh, genuine honey but subhanallah if you're looking at organic honey it starts from 150 rand that is starting because the amount of uh, 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 natural processes that goes into it, it takes long. So it's not something that can be quickly made. So you do have those people that then will uh, dilute it with that, that syrup honeys. And so you have a diluted honey. So that is also have to have to worry about. So always go for the organic, the natural honey. Now the so to the same, we can talk about the black seed. It's very difficult for uh, a person that is innocent or naive about a black seed to be able to differentiate what is tainted and what is not. When looking at the color of the black seed, uh, is the black seed, uh, black seed oil see-through or isn't? Is it more darker than not? It also depends how it was made. So it's very, very difficult for people to differentiate what is good and what is bad. Uh, Kalunji. Um, so therefore, I would recommend don't take the chance of trying to see what works for you and what doesn't. And when it comes to the detriment of your health, try and make it yourself. Do it yourself. If you can, alhamdulillah. If not, then go to a, what's the name, um, herbal um, uh, herbal product, uh, places that sell uh, organic herbal products and buy it from there, a reputable place. Because they would not they would not put something on the shelf that, it's, uh, that will bring down their name. But even though... Uh, you still have the risk of um, that happening because as we've seen with honey, um, you had some retailers like uh, the big name brands that were selling the fake honey until carte blanche told them that look here, yes, proof mm. that this is fake honey. 
So take it off. So even though it's a reputable company, they do have a risk of dodgy and corrupt uh, uh, crooks that will still sell dodgy um, uh, food to them. So um, therefore, make it yourself. Alhamdulillah, you know yourself. You know, it uh, seems as if uh, you read my mind there. And I was just thinking about the big name brands, uh, but they do sell honey, and you can see the prices are there. But uh, they get, uh, I mean, the buyers are just buyers. Uh, they take you on face value, and then you can show them that, you know, I'm supplying so many chain stores, so they'll buy the stuff from you. So, in other words, if I'm buying uh, 500 or 250 grams of pure, pure honey, organic honey, how much should I be paying for perhaps uh, uh, 250 grams, uh, Yusuf? For 250 grams, you're paying about half the price of a 500. 500 is about 150, 200 rand. Um, so you're going to be paying for a 250, that's the small jar, you're going to be paying about uh, 75 rand, um, 100 rand in between there. That is for pure organic. Now, you get in the, the different harvest, the different types of harvest, depending on where, the, uh, where it blooms or what type of blossom is it. So you have your blossom, either um, a feinbos blossom, Blossom, you have a blue gum blossom, you have a variety depending on what uh, fields the, those honeys are close to. Now, which one I like uh, using in my treatment, it only happens once a year, only in September, only for a month, and for that month I have to buy um, organic honey, and that is called um, white honey. It's uh, organic honey. Now, that white honey, it's canola. Um, it comes from the canola fields, which is in uh, uh, in Dam area, uh, that year in the Western Cape. That uh, is the uh, one that I recommend highly with my treatments, with my herbs, because uh, white honey was also loved by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It was gift, was given to him as a gift, and he found it very therapeutic and helpful. Now, uh, organic white honey has very good properties to help again with stomach-related ailments. It helps with uh, soothing the tummy. So what I do is I do uh, tincture it with saffron, with uh, um, Iranian saffron, which is the best saffron that you get in the world is, in, is Iranian saffron. It's the highest quality and the best quality because it also helps again uh, if you have if they have the right quality and uh, of saffron, it helps with uh, uh, not only with sores and ulcers and cuts and wounds and skin disease, but it also helps with uh, hypertension. It helps you with your blood, high blood pressure. So it helps with hypertension, blood flow to the brain. It helps with Alzheimer's. It helps with neurological conditions from Alzheimer's to schizophrenia. Uh, if if uh, you're using the right saffron. Now, saffron has been recorded, which is the Iranian. There is a lot of medical journals talking about the benefits of Iranian saffron. That's why I recommend use, uh, that's why I do make it with my organic honey. So it be, preserves it much more better and longer because honey is the uh, the best organic preserver, it can last up to 3,000 years. Now, I'm not saying my saffron honey can last so long, but I'm saying is if you if the if the organic um, mixture is right, it has a long preservation. Now, uh, it must be the right saffron. If you are using, don't use the normal one, the Spanish and Italian one that is not organic and that is not uh, uh, recommended because it has a very low uh, saffron yield and it's very low on the saffron scale. So I don't recommend that one. 
go for the Iranian one. Very, very good. And you get different kinds of Iranian. You either via comes via Afghanistan or Pakistan. So uh, if it's not that uh, uh, true or uh, ones coming from the fields in Iran, um, then you will be getting it in the outskirts, which then also lower. South Africa also make their own saffron. Also, uh, we do have our own saffron in Cape, uh, not in Cape Town, in our in the. Uh, in our deserts, in the Kalahari deserts that we do have, and we uh, mass, pre, uh, mass harvesting um, saffron, which uh, I must still now determine exactly on the scale, saffron scale, where does it sit. But apparently it is a very good yield. So looking at uh, saffron, also mentioned in the Quran, honey, also mentioned in the Quran, and looking at all these benefits that we look at in the month of Ramadan, and we bless us with what Allah recommends, what our Rasul recommends, Subhanallah, we are not spiritually uplifting our body alone with uh, the month of Ramadan, uh, uh, detoxing by fasting, but also benefiting with the fruits of Jannah, the fruits that is recommended by our Nabi, fruits that's men, uh, recommended by our beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So looking at that, total benefit, Subhanallah. Uncle Shafat, your thoughts? My thoughts are that uh, it's absolutely fascinating talking about the saffron at different levels, different scales you get it at. And, uh, you know, I was uh, led to believe it was a Spanish saffron. That's the best saffron. And uh, Alhamdulillah, a good lesson from uh, Yusuf Mali. And whilst you're talking, I was thinking about, uh, you know, if we have excess sugar, it impacts uh, negatively on our body. Having uh, maybe, you know, some people say, oh, no, I want two or three teaspoons of uh, uh, organic honey. Can uh, you get a, uh, you know, uh, a reaction by having uh, uh, more than the uh, stipulated amount of honey, uh, you so? Most definitely, Uncle Shafat. The, most definitely. Yes, yeah. If you are taking too much honey, you will have a spike. Just remember, uh, but uh, you see, the, the thing is uh, awesome about honey is it doesn't only contain one type of uh, sugar you have the uh, the fructose the maltose and you have the glucose that's found in the honey now all of them are necessary for the body uh, each one has a different purpose in the body it's not only for energy but also for building blocks for our cells and organs in our body and also for uh, to repair the the arteries and damages that's in the body so when you're looking at honey it does a full job but now if you do too much you will have a spike and that spike will definitely uh, hurt you and uh, will cause, um, uh, 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 how can I say, side effects. Now, uh, I do recommend if you are taking a little bit more, add a little bit of cinnamon to it because cinnamon does an uh, awesome moderation for you. Uh, it balances out very well. So if you take uh, one to two teaspoons, I would recommend two between two and three teaspoons if you are putting it in your porridge. But if you're putting in your uh, tea, one teaspoon is more than enough. Um, if you are doing two, that means you have a sweet tooth, uh, then add a little bit of cinnamon to it. Well, talking about sweet tooth, Sister Fazila says, why do I get toothache whenever I eat dates? It's rather annoying. And some people have that. I can tell you I have the same problem, Yusuf. Same problem. Give me dates and I'm, hey, I've got a toothache, brother. 
Yes, because you yeah, that that means that your teeth is very sensitive. Um, you have mm-hmm. a, a what's the name? A very sensitive teeth. I would mm-hmm. recommend using a charcoal uh, um, uh, toothpaste. Get yourself charcoal toothpaste. It helps with gingivitis. Now that means you have an inflammation in your teeth and inflammation gums. So uh, if you have that type of inf- infective gums, then you need to uh, first brush them well. Um, so if you do consume sugar. Uh, found either in honey or in your dates because that is uh, it is sweet. So it will have that uh, uh, once it gets stuck in between the crevices of your uh, gums or in uh, uh, the nooks and crannies of your uh, teeth. If you have broken teeth or you have exposed uh, gums, then you're going to have an infection. So uh, if you brush your teeth well with charcoal soap, charcoal soap has extreme benefit to detox the mouth from gingivitis. It helps with uh, um, various different, uh, uh, um, uh, how can I say, uh, impurities that it removes from the mouth. So I do recommend using chocolate soup for that purpose. So then you can still indulge on your uh, on your dates. The, the only reason why the date is uh, affecting you is because it is stuck in between the crevices and you have exposure that is causing that, uh, that pain. Uncle Shafan. Mm. I tell you, I'm, uh, yeah, I've, I tried the charcoal thing. Uh, it did work, and I ran out of stock. I think I need to get a better stock. But I used that, you know, the dentist uh, toothpaste, uh, they call You should know the name, start with an S. Uh, but that uh, exacerbates a lot of problems. But uh, when it comes to oral hygiene, I'm very, very particular, miswalk and so forth. Still, I think, uh, yeah, maybe getting uh, older, you get those uh, sensations and so forth. I'm looking at this question, it says... Uh, my uh, gout troubles me severely during uh, this month. When I plow through uh, my fast, uh, can uh, Ahi Yusuf suggest uh, something? Gout problem here, Yusuf. Uh, subhanallah, gout, uric acid, um, uric buildup. That's in. Uh, that's either because of a very dirty eating lifestyle. Um, try and get away from your seafood dishes. I know it's going to be eating. When it comes to eat, people want to like lay it out. Okay, no meat. Reduce your meat intake. Reduce your uh, sh- uh, sugar intake. Reduce your um, uh, seafood intake, uh, especially, especially uh, selfish. If you can do that, uh, you will see you will be able to moderate and regulate your um, uh, your uric uh, acid buildup. Um, it's very difficult. Once you have already been predisposed to a uric acid buildup and having gout, um, it's literally something that you're going to live with. But now you need to manage it. Managing is very important. Uncle Shafan? Well, uh, Yusuf, uh, you said that uh, managing is very important, and I gave it a pause. You have to manage it. Very important because uh, it shows that the person that has a gout problem is consuming too much of uh, chili powder, too much of the uh, oil, too much of uh, tomatoes. What's 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 excess that really gets? I believe that tomatoes, you know, having too much of tomatoes is not good for a gout patient. How true is that? No, it is true, Uncle, um, uh, because you have uh, uh, the, the, how can I say, uh, you have the side effects of uh, the tomato, which is extremely good for people, for males, it helps with prostate, it helps with uh, heart, 
uh, uh, it cleanses the heart, cleans the heart, but it's not good again. The acid that's in the uh, tomato is not good for um, the gout patient. Um, but as I say, uh, if you are taking things in moderation, you can still have your tomato tomato food in excess, then it's a, then overdoing it. But generally, we throw tomato in our food when we are make, mixing it on, and um, that's part of the braising that uh, you do. If you're going to make a uh, whatever dish you're making from chicken to to meat, uh, uh, acne, you're going to be adding some tomato. So the, you will find tomato in our food. Then that is moderation. But when you're going to have tomato food, now in Cape Town we love our um, uh, poor cheese. Now, poor cheese is a tomato uh, with uh, uh, knuckles of, uh, uh, can I say, uh, feet knuckles, and uh, they call it porter. In uh, from the either the the sheep or the the cow. So uh, we call it poor cheese. Uh, because it is uh, the feet. Um, so now uh, we make uh, tomato food with it, uh, with poaches, and then it's very sticky. But you know what? That is actually extremely good for people who have a problem with arthritis, people who have uh, joint um, problems. That uh, tomato food is extremely good for them because it, uh, it how can I say, it greases well the uh, the joints. Kajapan? Uh, this question says, I'm 59 years old and have a fruit for suhoor and iftar. My daughter disagrees and says, I must have balanced diet of chicken, meat, vegetables, wheat, flour, etc., etc., etc. Please, your comments. Well, you get some family members pressurizing you. No, 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 no. You must have all this. Then it's balanced and it's all rounded and so forth. Go ahead, uh, Yusuf. Uncle Shafa, let me put it to you like this. At that age, at 59, subhanAllah, Allah has blessed him with a long life and Allah has blessed him with a good health and good strength. Maintain what you are doing. The thing is, um, uh, to make changes at a later stage in your life and there isn't any problem, you're actually going to cause problems. Uh, like, for example, if a smoker has been smoking for 60, 70 years and you tell a smoker now you must stop, Literally, the body has become dependent as an addiction to that smoking. So when you're going to stop, you're going to cause problems to the person that he can actually speed up his um, respiratory disease to the uh, where he's going to have emphysema, he's going to have uh, um, uh, severe respiratory distress because his body became used to that addiction. Now, when you are eating uh, uh, if he's eating his fruits, his vegetables, and he doesn't have any side effects, and it is, doesn't spike his sugar, it doesn't affect him, don't change. Why must you have your meats, your your, your chicken? That's uh, the uh, uh, the thing is, it all depends on you as an individual. If it works for you. Alhamdulillah, if it doesn't work for you, then uh, look at your lifestyle changes. But if it isn't uh, um, detrimental to your health, stick with it. It works. Alhamdulillah. Uncle Shafan? Well, Yusuf tells it as it is. Uh, uh, this question says, I generally weigh myself before and after Ramadan. The loss in weight is notable, but I doubt, uh, I don't know, I double it in two weeks. Any suggestions on uh, and on a healthy diet or on a healthy diet. And uh, this is for post-Ramadan. Well, Yusuf, <laughs> generally, how much should we lose uh, during uh, Ramadan? 
And then, you know, we double it because when I mean, you look at that E, the spread, I mean, I mean, they go together. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> I Christian find me put it like this. Um, that's where the injustice that we do to our body because uh, we think that we need to fill up the belly because uh, it missed out on food. Not realizing that it, uh, it didn't want it all that food. It's been telling you all the years, I'm, uh, I can live with a little. You don't have to give me much. Now, the thing is, uh, we, we, we look at food and we see food. It's not that uh, the, the, uh, we understand what food is good for us. We see food. If we see the food, that means that food should be in our belly. That is enough to fill our belly. But do is it in moderation? No. So looking at the way forward, uh, the month of Ramadan is a month of conditioning. Uh, if we could have survived with a little and it was beneficial to our body, Alhamdulillah, stick to the formula. Allah's formula works. Now, if you do uh, uh, indulge, try and drink as much water as possible. Try and drink more than your stipulated eight glasses of water. I would say drink three to four, uh, four liters of water, but don't drink cold water. Drink hot water. Get away from cold water. Get away from cold drinks and cool drinks and uh, drinks that will be uh, that's not beneficial to the body. So when you're looking at uh, drinking hot water, it helps. It cleanses the body faster. It gets rid of all the uh, excess oils that's in the body. It gets rid of all the excess waste in the body. It it improves bowel movement. It improves um, urination, and you will see that the color of urination will be much more clearer. It will be clear. It won't be yellow. That's the color that you want to reach. And when you reach your 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 see-through color, your um, uh, 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 you start seeing improvement in your body in, automatically, and immediately you see your sugar starts regulating. But the minute you see your, your urination yellow, you will also then notice there is an increase in your sh- uh, sugar levels when you do take your blood sugars. So looking at moderation one thing after ramadan and at the same thing at the same time if you do indulge drink a lot of hot water uncle shepard your thoughts i tell you that warm uh, having that warm drink i remember a person telling me hey you know shepard you're having uh, biryani <laughs> make sure you have a nice piping hot tea after that it washes away all that oil so yusuf says warm water and you know i have this habit of uh, slicing Eleven and throwing it into that water and drinking it, you know, warm water and just sipping it slowly but surely. Yusuf, I tell you, this has been a fascinating conversation. Uh, with the questions that I'm seeing on the screen, perhaps can we book you for maybe next week also to continue with part two with uh, this fascinating chapter, Yusuf? No problem, inshallah. May Allah make it easy I'm, uh, for each and every one. I'm always available for you, Uncle Shafat. You let me know what time, when, and where. Uh, and yeah. I will be there, inshallah. But I wish everyone well for the beautiful Sunday further, inshallah. I know we cannot have any meals, but subhanallah, uh, it's the last 10 days, so make the best of it, inshallah. I mean, khair and barakah to each and everyone. Have an awesome, wonderful week ahead, inshallah. I mean, Uncle Shafat, shukran for the opportunity. And until we chat again soon, until then, ma'assalama, ila al-iqa. Ya alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our very own Yusuf Mali. Fascinating, as I said, I'm using the superlative quite often. Really enjoyed that, and I'm looking at all the questions that have come through. 
Tony Justice that we bring him back next week Sunday, inshallah, from 10 to 11. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. 